All right. Welcome. This is Charles Palmateri here. And what is it? Monday at 11 a.m. Monday at 11 a.m. That means a new episode. You know, I'm getting so many questions flooded with neighborhood logic. It's like crazy. It's everybody's neighborhood logic became one of the biggest things here besides old school, which I'm going to have more old school guys on. But uh, my God, we're going to do a neighborhood logic one today. But before I do that, I want to remind you, don't forget November 6th coming up November 6th. I'm in Long Branch, New Jersey coming right up November 6th. I'm at the Marmont, Marmont University Center for the Arts. Okay, Marmont University Center for the Arts, Long, Bran- Long Branch, New Jersey, November 11th and 12th, two nights, Friday, Saturday, I'm in Pittsburgh, PA, Pittsburgh, PA at the Byram Theater. I'm doing Bronx Tale, the one-man show that was a hit on Broadway and also voted best show of the year in Las Vegas in 2017. Also, at the Richfield Playhouse, November 19th, I will be there for a big show right here in Richfield, Connecticut. Don't forget my website, charlespalmentary.net. You can pick up the card. The saddest thing in life is wasted talent. You also can get a photo with that on it. The saddest thing in life is wasted talent. Also, wait a second here. Uh, Also, original poster. One of the original posters from 1989 signed by me. It's a great vintage gift. And um, I really want to tell everybody, like, if you really want to shout out and if you want to, for me to do a video for you guys, uh, there is a fee to it. You got to go on my website. I'll be more than happy to do it. Sign up. Put it down. So you got somebody, it was a happy birthday, anniversary, or you just want me to, to encourage your child and tell him not to waste his talent. You know me. I'm a firm believer in that, not wasting your talent. Just go to my website, charlespalmentary.net. Okay, so let's go to Neighborhood Logic. Let's go to the questions. Who do we have the first question from? Oh, now what happened here? I just lost it. Hold it. Um, Where is it? Oh, here it is. Leah Francombe. Leah Francombe, where's she from? Brooklyn. Leah. Okay, I heard you quote on your podcast, hard times create strong men, strong men create good times, good times create weak men, and weak men create hard times. Hmm. I was wondering if you considered this when raising your son, Dante, what's your personal relationship to this quote when raising your own kids? And she says she can't wait to see my show in New York, which would have been done already. Uh, but I have to say that Leah, yes, I did raise my son. Look, just from the fact of where he grew up here in a very affluent community, in a home, he's a little spoiled. And I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you that. Is he very spoiled? No. Is he a little spoiled? Yeah, probably. But I taught him that he can't get everything he wants. If he wants to get something, he has to work for it. I said, you want to get a car? Great. You can, I'll get you a car. You have to have great grades. You have to have great grades. And you're not going to get a new car. 
I want you to have a safe car, maybe two years old, two, three years old, a nice car. But you're not going to just get it for no reason. You have to do great grades, be good to your mom. And my, and my wife is, uh, my wife Gianna raised them the same way. Actually, my wife was probably a little, I don't know, we're both pretty tough. We don't just, I'm a little tougher. I just realized it, yeah. I'm tougher because my my wife likes to give them a lot, and I like to say, let's hold back a little bit. I'm a believer if you give a child everything, he ends up with nothing. That's the truth. You give a child everything, he ends up with nothing. I, it's hard, too, because you know what? I grew up uh, not a lot of money, uh, below middle class. Were we poor? Eh, I guess so, maybe. I grew up in the Bronx, 187th and Belmont. But everybody was poor there. So for me, I was like, all right, I'm good. I'm cool. I'm good. I didn't know any better because everybody had the same that I have. So for me, um, it was a great Italian neighborhood. I had a great childhood. Uh, you know, did I see some things? Of course. I wrote about, I wrote about it, Bronx Tale. Obviously, my name is Colodro. It's about my life. But uh, I didn't want my son... And maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I didn't want my son to to really angst like I did. But you know what? We tried. We really tried not to spoil them. But I have to admit, they are a little spoiled. Absolutely. And anybody who says they didn't do that, just from the sake of growing up where they grow up and having the money that you have and having the ac- access to certain people and certain things, they grow up a little spoiled. But I didn't want to overdo it where he just... If he got a nice car, he racks it up and I buy him another one. No, there's some people I know who do that. No, no. I told him right out, you get a speeding ticket, car goes back. You get into an accident, car goes back. One time you drink and you get caught, car goes back. And I wasn't kidding. He knew that. And you know what? He was very responsible and he never did those things. No speeding tickets, no uh, DUIs. Um, and he got really great grades, and got great grades. He went to Berkeley College, and works hard. Still, work, he 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 left after he graduated Berkeley, moved out to L.A. He's living in Beverly Hills now. He's got a small apartment there in Beverly Hills. It's not no big thing, but he pays for things, and I'm happy about that. Look, if if your child needs something, a little something, yeah, you send it to him. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. Why not? Why not? But, uh, Leah, getting back to your question, hard times create strong men. I had hard times, and I think I'm um, pretty strong from that. Strong men create good times. I think I created great times for my, uh, my kids and my wife. Good times create weak men. Hmm. Sometimes two good times you create weak men. That's the point where you have to like draw the line. And weak men create hard times. Has that happened before? Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen weak men create hard times where they just blew their career. Just totally. I'm sure you've seen that, John. Athletes. and I'm going to have some great athletes on this show. I talked to a whole bunch of them. Daryl Strawberry, Doc Gooden. I'm going to have some real great baseball plays on this show soon. 
They're going to come on and we're going to talk about, uh, you know, uh, some things that they did in life that weren't right. Who knows? They both could be in the Hall of Fame now. I mean, I'm talking about these are great guys who, who learn from their mistakes. So I think about these things when I raised my own son. My own son was not to give him too much, to hold back a little, and just don't overdo it. How do you feel about that, John? I agree with you 100% on that. I was reading not too long ago that there's a lot of billionaires out there that aren't leaving their kids anything or much at all. Like Bill Gates, he's leaving his kids, I think, 10 mil each, and he's worth billions and billions of dollars. Yeah, I mean, I got to be honest with you about that. I don't know about that. I'm going to leave my kid 10 million and I'm worth all the billion. I do know one thing, which I agree with Bill Gates. Any child who knows, who knows that he has a trust fund ends up fucked up. It's the truth. I've seen it. I've known many rich men and women who left their child. The child knew they had a trust fund. When they turned 18, they were going to get, you know, $50 million. You think you want to do anything with your life? You're 18 years old. You know you're going to inherit $50 million. Are you going to do anything? There's no motivation, and you kind of feel a sense of entitlement. Oh, my God. Entitlement. No motivation. Every trust fund child I've ever met. Please, if you're a trust fund baby and you ended up okay, write in. i like to know about it because I don't know any. Their attitudes are usually shit too. Yes. Their attitude, yes, yes. And what do you mean by that, John? They're usually very arrogant. and They just very. don't care about anything or anyone. They're very selfish people, just in my humble experience. Right. right. I, I, I just think... I just think the child just can't have motivation. The greatest thing my mother father gave me, folks, was poverty. Poverty. Because I just strove, I just wanted to strive. I told my son, hey, he graduated. I told my daughter, they got to make their own way. Will I help them a little bit? Absolutely. They need a little help there, a little help there. I will help. But I think if I was worth $150 billion, I would try to have... I would tell them they're going to inherit X amount of dollars when they're 21, 25. And then more when they're 35, more when they're 45. And if they could keep a foundation open. I teach my children to give to charities. My children are very, I teach them to care about other people. I had a restaurateur owner who said to me once, he said, you know what? You got great kids, Chaz. I said, why is that? He goes, you know, I went to a restaurant where we eat up here a lot. He goes, yeah, your daughter and your son came in to eat. My son's 26. My daughter is 20. Both very successful. He said, and they, uh, there was a homeless guy outside. And I, see, I saw them talking to them. And they came in and they said, Would you, we want to buy dinner for the gentleman outside. And uh, he said, okay. And he bought them dinner and there was an outside table there, and my son asked if he could sit at the outside table. And the guy said, okay, and they bought him a wonderful dinner, and he, the man ate outside. And my kids did that on their own, not because of me, but they saw their father do that, and they saw their mother do that. So they learned. That's how, that's how kids learn. So that's what I did, Leah, to teach my kids. I set an example that you can't overspoil them and uh, 
you know. I respect people who put stipulations in their trust funds or wills where if so-and-so graduates with honor, then they get this much. Or if they end up going to jail, they're yeah. not getting anything. Not I, getting I anything, appreciate right. that because you have to work for it. Yeah. Well, my daughter graduated high school and graduated college. I bought her a car. I bought her a car. I bought her a brand new car. Yes. Did I do it? Yeah. And she probably deserved it. She deserved it. Worked her ass off. Finished and, with honor. So my son. And what happens if she dropped out or flung? Not happening. Not ha I say, well, you know what? You want a car? You better go back to college. It's not happening. Period. And you have to be strong on that. Remember, if you give a child everything, they end up with nothing. Remember that. Okay. Uh, who's this from? Mrs. Y. Oh, Iram Yusuf. Mrs. Iram Yusuf. I went to Sicily with my boyfriend... And was so gutted when I found out Chaz was visiting my hometown. I wonder if Chaz was planning to meet and greet in London anytime soon. Or even if there are any plans to do a Bronx Tale, the one-man show in London, England, would be so amazing. Yes, we are talking with people about doing Bronx Tale on the West End. Watch my website. Go on my Instagram. We're talking about it. I am hoping... I keep my fingers crossed. Um, I cannot say that it's happening, but it's close. But it's close. That's, that's what I could say. It is close. For the first time, we're actually looking at theaters, and it's really close. Now, who's this? Yousaf Barami, B-A-H-A-M-M-I. Oh, you know, my dyslexic is so bad. Hi, Chaz. Looking forward to The Wise and the Wise Guys. Stay tuned. That's right. Me and Michael Francis. God, I got to talk about this more. Me and Michael Francis are doing our own podcast soon. It's coming out. It's going to be great. Him and I, it's called The Wise and the Wise Guy. And uh, that's going to be me and Michael Francis. Who, if you, don't, if you haven't seen his broadcast, it's really just, just terrific. He's, he's the real deal. The real deal. Let's see what this one is. From a certain smile. That's the website. And uh, what, did, what did I say? It's coming. What's coming? I don't know what this means here. Uh, I just wanted to let you know how much I've been enjoying your podcast. I've been a fan for many years. Yada, yada, yada. I've been to your restaurant. I was just watching your interview with Vic D. Benedetto. Oh, that was nice. And I remember him telling you how much he took the others. I'm trying to, you know, paraphrase this. I don't want to read the whole thing. I've seen your one-man show twice. Uh, I love it. Yada, yada, yada. Also, I watched part of your Now Part 2. Okay, get to the question. The Bronx Wanderers. He talks about the Bronx Wanderers, who was a group that I helped that grew up in the Bronx. I gave them a little push. Sorry for the long email. I just want to say thank you. All that and no question? Jackie Roach, what the fuck? Come on, all that and no question, Jackie. All right, I'll let you slide, Jackie, because you said such nice things. Okay? Fernando, who is this? Fernando Rodriguez. Sandaner. Santana. Okay. My name is Fernando Rodriguez Sandano. Okay, the show's over. It took me that long to say the guy's name. I'm an author of the book, 
Salisbury Hill, Peter Gabriel, psychic phenomenon. Oh, he's talking about Peter Gabriel. Is this a pitch? Is this a pitch? Is that him on the phone? Hang up that phone. Okay, this is a pitch. All right, I gave you a shout-out, okay? I shouldn't have done that, but it's okay. But it's all right. Fernando Rodriguez Sander. He's the author of a book, Salisbury Hill, about Peter Gabriel. All right. I hope it's good. I don't know anything about it, uh, but maybe it's good. Okay, this is from Tom W. In searching for the movie online, I don't see it available in 4K. Hey, hey, pal, it's, it isn't 4K. You got to find it. You got to look. Okay, uh, going well too many times, but I wouldn't feel that. Look, look at this podcast. He loves the podcast. I'm finally going to see you in New York in October, which passed already. He was able to score some good seats. God, God, God. If I can work out a one-man show, I'm going to try and hit the restaurant before I come and see a show. All right, so he didn't have a question. But he went to my restaurant, and I, and I spoke, you know, I gave his name out. Felix Arroyo. Felix Arroyo. Hello, Chaz. I only have a few minutes on break, so I won't dwell or be, uh, uh, about a novel that he's writing. Folks, I'm happy that you're writing stuff, but... I believe everyone means it, so I just want to add myself to the list. I'm positive you... Oh, I'm positive. I listen to your podcast. Thanks for all the positivity. I do have a question. John, he's got a question. Finally. What are some tips to stay focused while you are pursuing a goal or dream and your family is making sacrifices because of your pursuit? I have the greatest support system, my wife... Alexandra is by my side 100%, but sometimes I feel guilty for not, want, for not wanting to push myself because it takes me away from my wife, for wanting to push myself because it takes me away from my wife and four children. I work hard to maintain balance, and I truly believe is what, what helps my relationship with my wife, but I feel guilty at times, and I wonder if that's normal. Yes, it is normal. Yes. Yes, you know what they say, show me a great golfer, I'll show you not a great husband. I don't know why they say that, but if you're spending too much time on the links, you know, you're not spending enough time with your kids. I would say, Felix, would you, would you rather regret it when you're older? You know, I, I, now look, you have to balance it a little bit. I'm not saying just disband your wife and kids, never make their games, but try to pick your battles. Try to... Do as much as you can, and if you really do a lot, and then as soon as something comes up with your kids and your wife, you have to make the sacrifice. But you got to weigh it how important it is. You got to look at both of them, okay? Because the better you are at your career and your job, the better they will be. The better you could provide for them. Because you don't want to regret it later. You don't want to have regret. You know what I mean, John? Because regret now is bad, but regret later. Is really bad. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. always family first, but I mean, she has to support what you're doing and support your life. I say this all the time, and I'm sure you're the same way, but I live with my wife, and I barely see her because I'm always working, but she's very supportive of it, so when I, I come home or I'm done editing and I see her, it's a great time. It's a, you, feel, you feel accomplished. You come home, you work, you got paid, right? I mean... What, you think she wants a guy just hanging around with her all day, not working, not doing anything? Yeah, she's very supportive of it, and she understands. So, I mean, she needs to support you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, she needs that, okay? 
Uh, here's another thing talking about Sandy Blue Eyes. Hey, people just love Sandy Blue Eyes. I got to have them back on the show. Okay. Um, what is this here? This one here. Tuma may concern. He already bought tickets. So forget him. That was the Lancaster Show question. Hi, Charles. My name is Sergu N E A M T U. A.K.O. A.K.A. Chico Ballestera. Because I love the Italian culture so much, I gave myself an Italian nickname. D. Chico. All right. I still don't get it. You don't have a D in all these names, but you call yourself D. Somebody explain that to me, please. Anyway. I love it in my work. You gave the world a chance to look into the fascinating world of old school Italian neighborhood. My question is, what would be the essential steps for an actor, say, from Romania to act in the USA? Do you have to be an American citizen? What would you be, for example, the three most important things you have to do if you live in Romania and you would like to be an actor in America? I don't want to take up much of your time. Well, you live in Romania and you want to be an actor in America. One, how is your English? Do you speak good English? You don't have to have perfect English. If you speak some English, you have to if you want to be in American movies. Or if you want to be an actor, you can be in Romanian movies. But if you want to be an American, you should speak some English. Again, don't have to be perfect because, because of your accent alone, you will be cast in some type of role. But I'm sure people who live in Romania could speak Russian, could speak... There's many accents I'm sure you could probably do, which is, which is great. I'd you know. say study Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, study Arnold. Perfect example. Nobody, I mean, nobody wanted to hire him. He didn't Look think at he... Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, Bill Burr does a great bit on Arnold. You know, look what this guy rose to. Do you imagine you saying, you know what, I think I'm going to go to Romania. I'm going to go to Germany. I'm going to learn the language. I'm going to get famous for lifting weights. Bill said all this. And then I'm going to marry into royalty, and I'm going to be a movie star. I mean, oh, my God. I mean, that's insane. Well, but nobody anything, would hire Arnold in the beginning because of his accent, and now that's what makes him famous. His, that's or what iconic. makes him famous is his accent, right? I mean, you can do an impression of him, and anybody knows who it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, get out. There's a bomb. <laughs> you know, come <laughs> that's on. That's good. Well, it's all right, but... Uh, I don't, I'm just fascinated by someone who lives in Romania and wants to be an actor. It's bad enough being here speaking English. It's hard. It's hard, my man. But you know what? That's okay. Life is hard. So I say to you, my man, you live in Romania, you want to be an actor? Know the language a little good, better. Come here. Start finding, uh, take some lessons in acting, and don't let your accent stop you because when they need somebody who's from your part of the world, if you're the best actor, you'll get the part. It's just that simple. Okay. Now, what is this here? Uh, Chaz from Polo Pony. My family and I agree with that person who wrote in about the door lock test would like to you to revisit the door lock test. Revisit what? The door lock test works. If she don't open up the button for you, dump her. 
People said, but they got the electric buttons. But you can still hit the button and, you know, pop it open. That shows some... Uh, chivalry. In- chivalry. Uh, chivalry? Could a woman be chivalry? Chivalrous? Yeah, yeah. The person previously wrote that a bring, guy brings a date to his family's house and she doesn't lift the stuff. What do you want to know? Uh, for us, we feel that a considerate girl should at least make an effort to help. Tony, I mean, you know, let's not be sexist here. Some women, it's not in their culture that to do it. I know what you're going to say. Well, you know, it's, it's only right that she should. I would give a girl a pass in the beginning. I would really give a girl a pass in the beginning. So, um, you know, the Italian culture where the woman likes to help the man, that's, uh, you know, some women, they just can't do that. Okay. So, you know what? This has been uh, so many episodes. And guess what? Coming back next week. Next week, you're not going to believe it. I'm going to do another Neighborhood Logic. I'm going to do one that's R-rated. Are you ready for this? R-rated. I don't like to do that. But I got some questions that I can't answer. I mean, the answers. I mean, I I don't know if I'm going to do it. But I'm going to have two women with me because I hear people going, well, Neighborhood Logic, that's your logic. What about a Neighborhood Girl? What about a Neighborhood Girl? What kind of logic do they have? And I said, you know what? You know what? I'm going to get two neighborhood girls. I'm going to get Catherine Narducci. Uh, Catherine Narducci, who's the star of many shows. She's a neighborhood girl. She's from Harlem. And I'm going to get Tara. How do you say Tara's last name? Could you look at that? I, I, I screw up a last name all the time. A great comic. She was on the show before. And Tara is, you know, Tara's balls to the wall. Did I say something wrong? No. But this is going to be R-rated. Next week, I want all the 18-year-olds not to watch this. I mean that sincerely. This is for 18 and up. We're going to do Neighborhood Logic next week. Don't forget my show. My show, Long Branch, November 6th. The Monmouth University Center for the Arts. We got a last name? I'm trying to find it. I, I don't get Tara, service. where is she? She's in the studio. Would you get her? Would you ask Tara to come in here for one second? You got Tara is is a female comic and she's great. Just Tracy maybe C A N N I S T R A C I Canis Tracy. Canis Tracy, that's it. Tara Canis Tracy, both Italian girls, both from the neighborhood. One Tara from the Bronx, Catherine Narducci from Harlem, East Harlem. Tough chicks. Next week, check it out. Neighborhood Logic with the ladies, R-rated.